Welcome to episode 18 of the Comfort in the Workplace podcast. In this episode, I want to go into more detail on how I went about developing my life plan. So I'm going to talk a little bit about different traits and qualities that I've inherited. I want to talk about how I try to align those traits with my values, to the talents that I have, and then ultimately to what I enjoy doing. And then last, I want to talk through how these weren't just goals and dreams that I put a plan together. So the life plan leads to execution. It's not just your hopes and dreams. So I believe that to get the most out of life, we need to be intentional with the way we live our life. What do we want to get out of life? How do we want to contribute? And so I've talked about my life plan before, but in this particular, I want to talk about how I actually went, not what my life plan is, but how I actually went about developing my life plan. And so I took the time to reflect and increase my self-awareness. And I believe that this is absolutely so important. And so I I think that as you start going through your life plan and articulating what it is that you want to get out of life, what it is that you want to contribute to life, that you really need to take the time to reflect and to increase your self-awareness. So important. So one of the exercises that I did to help me understand who I am and, and what makes me tick is to reflect on the traits and values that I inherited. So what I did was I listed out uh, my parents, I listed out my grandparents. And so mom, dad, maternal, grandmother, grandfather, paternal, grandmother, grandfather. And I started to um, identify what those traits were that I inherited from each one of them. And so the exercise really helped me shine a light straight into my core. Like, who, who was I at my core? Now, of course, we're not replicas of our parents or our grandparents. We're our own person. But at our core, we've inherited some innate qualities, innate traits that get passed on from generation to generation. And by looking through these, um, you can really get a better understanding of who you are at your core by looking at your parents and grandparents and trying to identify what are those one or two things that you could pull away from, from each of those. And so I boiled it down to one for each. So I had six in total. And, and not surprisingly, you'll find these as uh, somewhat foundational to comfort in the workplace itself. And so let's start with my, with my mother. And so for my mother, I identified that I inherited uh, demanding excellence. And that's right there, right out of comfort and workplace wording, right? So demand excellence. She always pushed me to be my best. I mean, she knew what my talents were. She knew that the gifts that I had, and she wanted the best for me. And man, there were times that I thought she was too tough. I mean, for example, anything less than, than a 90 um, you know, she'd, she'd, she'd get pretty upset with me and, you know, make sure that, you know, I was cracking down and maybe I was, um, was, was, was punished a bit and, and had to spend extra time studying. Uh, but she knew that I was smart and she knew that I had the talent to get above a 90. And she knew that if I didn't get above a 90, that I was probably slacking off. And, and so I know that I looked at it and said, well, wait a second, <laughs> I'm doing better than most of the kids that I was friends with. Um, and, and at the end of the day, what my mother had was amazing love and she wanted to set me up for success. And she did set me up for the success that I've had in my life. And so she, she, she now inst- instilled in me to never stop pushing 
uh, to always, always go for the next goal and, and keep on making that progress. And so then with my dad, you know, he always talked to me about respect. And he talked to me about respecting those who came before you. Because you don't know the shoes that they walked in, and you don't know what they've what they've gone through, and what they have gone through was was uh, paving the road for you. And you'll see that respect, of course, is foundational to comfort in the workplace. And and so, respecting those who came before me, which is what I inherited from my father, it helps me a lot with change management. And so you think about having to respect what was while you're trying to move forward to the new. I mean, that, that, that lesson, that, that what I inherited from my father, that inheritance, is absolutely critical to my success with um, large transformation programs. So the touch that I was able to have um, with transformation and culture change really comes from, from, from my father, the ability to respect those who came before you, respect what they've done. So on my maternal grandmother's side, um, it's resiliency, drive, no excuses. I mean, she was an immigrant at the age of 13. She came to America with nothing. I mean, she single-handedly changed the trajectory of generations of our family. And she lived with no excuses. I mean, she had nothing. And she knew the opportunity that now, a couple generations later, that we had. And so she definitely instilled um, that, that resiliency, that drive, that no excuse, keep on moving. Um, and and that that sticks with me today. On my maternal grandfather, he was always about protecting the underdog. And so this, uh, so you see, this is also about big on respect. So my grandfather, like my grandmother, was an underdog. He had a great life in in post World War II Czechoslovakia, um, and he 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 left it um, because because he he saw that the the life deteriorating there. And so he left that great life behind. He wasn't able to speak the language. Um, he, he, he was a very talented man, but he had to have a job as a, as a, a maintenance person at a, a, a corporate building in, in Manhattan called the Colgate Building. And, you know, he, he as a result, he, he instilled with me cheering for the underdog. I mean, we grew up, grew, I grew up in, in New York and, you know, typically his Yankees Rangers were the more popular teams and he cheered for the Mets and Islanders. Um, in TV shows, I remember watching with him, we watched uh, Matlock or Columbo um, and it was always set up for Matlock, the, the lawyer to catch the bad guy or Columbo, the t- detective to win. And so he'd always cheer for the he'd always cheer for the for the villain, <laughs> and this is this is just a, another perspective that I have in comfort in the workplace with respecting team members, trying to look out for the for the underdog, making sure that you have diversity in place, making sure that you have inclusion. I mean, it's 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 absolutely foundational. My paternal grandmother, she accepted everybody, and she had no drama. So with her 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 house her her door was always open. Um, so this, this little house in the Bronx, door always open. Everybody was able to come in. They'd, they'd come, they chat with her. Um, this, this place was a cornerstone for the neighborhood. And she, she'd always listen. She'd listen intently. She'd give some advice. But she never got involved in the gossip. And she never got involved in, in the drama. And, and that, that ability to listen, that ability to stay objective, um, that ability to to stay stay out of the drama, above the fray, 
is something that um, that I have with me and how I approach my my job and how I approach um, working working with others. Um, so so that was a huge trait that I inherited. And then with my paternal grandfather, I mean, family was was front and center for him. I mean, he loved family. He loved family gatherings. Yeah, uh, he'd he'd always ha- have a great time when the family was around, and he's playing his guitar and listen and singing with the kids, you know. Or he'd take that American flag, and we'd have a parade around the house, and and so it was always family was was front and center. So, with the with the drive, um, demanding excellence, respecting who came before you, res- protecting the underdog, not getting involved in the drama, family, for me is still front and center. So my, my focus and everything that I, that I try to do is with my family in mind. And so that, that well-rounded view, really, if you look at those, that it all comes from, from those six people that I was able to inherit, inherit those, those qualities and traits from. So like I said, um, we're, we're no replicas, right? These six traits certainly helped shape me by my core, and they helped me lay out my life plan. But I also had to understand that it wasn't just about the core values. That's not enough. You need to align those with your, with your talents and then what you enjoy doing. So what are you good at? And then what do you enjoy doing? So if you have your core values and then my talents. So I looked at what are my talents? What am I good at? And, and I'm, I, I do a great job at problem solving. I'm able to simplify complexity my communication skills are strong. I have strong presentation skills. I'm able to, to communicate things very, very simply and crisply. Um, with that, I'm able to motivate. Um, I, have a, I, have a, I have a good vision. And in pressure-packed situations, I rise to the occasion. So I love, I love working under pressure, love working in, in, uh, in a sense of urgency. And, and so those are, those are the things that I feel like are my value add and I'm able to, um, to bring to the table. And then what do I enjoy doing? I love helping others reach their potential. I love solving complex problems, um, things that can't be done and trying to, trying to work through those and find a way. Um, so helping, helping others get joy and fulfillment, um, so similar to the reaching the potential. I love creating something from nothing. And then family. Family time is 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 really really critical to me. And so now I, I took those three. You know, I took those six traits. Who I was at my core. What are the things that I do well? And what do I enjoy doing? And, and so now I had that alignment, and I felt like there was a good alignment there. Now I needed execution. So a life plan. It's not just a dream or a wish. It needs to be very specific because you need to execute. And you need to achieve results. So you need to be flexible, but it has to be specific. So I started to lay out what I wanted to contribute and get out of life. And I quickly realized that it's, it's, it was nearly impossible for me to look at my corporate role alone and, and get all of that. I mean, my, sure, my corporate role gives me a ton of security. I have a great life for my family. I mean, it's very important. But by trying to fit everything that I wanted to get out of life, that enjoyment and, and that contribution, and to get that 100% of the time is, is nearly impossible in the corporate world. I mean, the corporate world, there's a lot of ups and downs, and sometimes you're highly, highly engaged and you're really clicking on all cylinders, and there's other times it's, it's not so great. So I needed something that was going to help level, level that out 
Um, and so I started to explore various options. And it's important to me. I'm, I wasn't looking to walk away from my corporate job. I, I definitely did not want to throw that security away. But I did want to push myself. And so I put a, a spreadsheet together. I, I live in spreadsheets. Um, so I listed out all the options and I listed out all of the, the categories that were important. And so, you know, what was my interest? What's my life, my life mission? You know, do these options align to your talents? Um, is there a conflict with, with work? It was really important to me that um, I'm not looking showy. So I didn't want glory. I didn't want to do it for the glory. And so I wanted something that um, was, a, was, a, was a little, little, little bit more behind the scenes. Um, and then how likely was this really to come to fruition? And so, you know, I wanted to be grounded in reality and, and practicality with it, with it as well. And some of the options, uh, you know, looking at things that I enjoyed, I love, you know, I, I like um, architecture design uh, and room design. So I put, put that out there. Can I, can I possibly do that on the side and, and help people who are looking to remodel their homes? I love espresso. Uh, I take pride in being able to make espresso. I get really annoyed at how many restaurants are out there that have these very expensive machines that I'm jealous of, yet they make a crap espresso. And so I looked at, can I possibly do some kind of training or seminars there? Um, I, 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 make, I like to brew beer. Um, I grow hops. Can I sell them? Can I, can I start doing that on a, on a larger scale? I looked at comfort in the workplace. Um, I looked at, I looked at uh, you know, is there freelance work that I could do? And so when I started laying all of those out um, and I put a, a, that scorecard together, weighted, weighted all the things that were important to me, um, rated those, those different options, you know, one of the things that, that came out was that the, the comfort in the workplace, um, at, on the surface, it was very showy, right? You're putting yourself out there and, and wanting to get out. So the, the idea of being able to come up um, with, with a cartoon character to deliver the message was really what put all, uh, through all of those options, it put this one over the top. Um, because this one definitely, out of all of those, this had, this had the chance to really satisfy my, my, my life mission, um, to leverage my, my talents, what was I really good at the most, by far, by far the most. Um, and so by, by laying out this, this scorecard, it really helped me to distill what it was that I really wanted to, wanted to focus on. And th these are facts. And so you have all those ratings in there. It makes it real, real easy to, um, to come up with, with, a, with a decision. Um, so, uh, you know, you might not live in a spreadsheet and maybe that's a little too technical, but um, it, it worked, it worked for me. And so at, at the end of it, um, coming up with the life plan, having this self-reflection, increasing my self-awareness, it really started to open my eyes into what I wanted to, wanted to do. And it's amazingly, you know, once you have that, that alignment between your values, what are your talents and what do you enjoy doing? And then putting that scorecard together where it's, man, it's black and white, it's right in front of you. Once I had that all in place, it's all about action. Now you got the focus, you know where you want to go. Just take action. Take that first step. And that first step is the hardest, believe me. Um, getting started with, with social media was the, the, you know, three years ago, that was, the that was beyond the furthest thing from my mind. I was anti-social media. Um, but once I had that crystal clear vision of, of the values to talents, to what I enjoy doing, had the scorecard right in my face, black and white, 
um, I, I, I knew that I had to take action. And in that first step, once I took that first step, that was, that was it. There was, no, there was no looking back. So I wanted to share my experience with the life plan, how powerful I think it is, how I went about it, uh, because I do encourage every one of you to try to sit down, do the reflection, um, try to lay out what your life plan is, try to be as specific as possible. Yes, you want to be flexible and open, um, but you still have to be specific because otherwise it's just a dream and a wish. So please join me in creating comfort in the workplace by respecting team members and demanding excellence.